seated. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thomas Raymond Tuberg was born on March 19, 1943, at home on the family farm in Deer, Deer Creek Township in Ottertail County, Minnesota. His parents were the late Rich, Rich, Richard and Esther Fiskery Tuberg. Tom was baptized and confirmed at the Apostolic Lutheran Church in New York Mills. He graduated from New York Mills High School with the class of 1961. After high school, Tom was farmed with his brother Walter Wally in Deer Creek Township. Tom was enlisted in the Wadena National Guard from 1964 to 1970. On April 29, 1989, Tom was united in marriage with Julianne Salo at the Apostolic Lutheran Church in New York Mills. Tom retired from farming in 1996 and was then employed with the Crop Production Services Professional Agronomy in Wadena until his retirement in 2013. Tom enjoyed keeping up with the, with the Minnesota Twins, the Vikings, and the PGA. Growing up, he, along with his brothers, cousins, and friends, could often be found playing ball in the pasture after church. Tom played one season for the New York Mills Millers during the 1960s, and he also enjoyed golfing on the weekends with friends and family. After leaving the farm in 1996, Tom took pride in sticking, sticking to his family roots by maintaining a well-kept yard in town and making sure his new livestock was always fed, the squirrels and the birds. He also enjoyed the company of pets over the years, whether they were cats or dogs during, cats or dogs. During the winter months after his retirement, Tom would love to spend time in his woodshop, designing and building furniture for the house, as well as crafts and gifts for family and friends. The amount of time, spent, time and passion and detail he put into his work was admirable. Tom's faith in Christ and in the church was strong throughout his entire life and never wavered. His smile was unforgettable, his laughter was contagious, and his stories would entertain you for hours. He cared for everyone and one of the nicest guys you could ever know. On January 5th, 2024, Tom passed away peacefully at Perm Living in Perm, Minnesota at the age of 80. He will be dearly missed by his family and friends. Tom is preceded in death, death by Richard and Esther Toomberg, his sister Ann Toomberg, and his sister-in-law Bobby Toomberg. He is survived by wife Julie Toomberg of New York Mills, children Nathan and Michelle Salo Toomberg of Spring Valley, and Ricky and Rachel Toomberg of New York Mills. One grad grandchild, Catherine Kit Salo Toomberg, siblings Walter Toomberg of New York Mills, Reuben and Ellen Toomberg of Sabika, Kenneth and Anna Toomberg of Blaine, and Mary and John Aho of Wadena, brother-in-law Clifford Toomberg of New York Mills, numerous nieces, nephews, cousins, and other relatives, and a host of friends. He will be laid to rest in the Woodland Cemetery at New York Mills. And at this point, we'll read from Psalm 23. 
reading in Jesus' name. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He restores me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. In yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let us pray. Graceful and faithful God, Lord of the living and the dead, comfort of the mournful and strength of the weak, hear the prayers of all those who long for your consolation and help. Let the everlasting light of your Son, Jesus Christ, shine on us. Dear Savior, Jesus Christ, lead us all for those who has shed his blood, thy holy and precious blood, into the glory of God, and unite us with all the saints. For thy name's sake, amen. At this time, Tim Saylor will do the eulogy. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Julie's brother, Tim. And when she asked me to do this eulogy for Tommy, there was uh, no better way to do this than to read a eulogy or a memorial that Tom's son, Ricky, had written. It exemplifies who Tommy was as a father, as a husband, and a friend. So let's hear in Ricky's words his thoughts and love for his dad. Many knew him as Tom, and perhaps more knew him as Tommy. I was the lucky one that knew him as dad. As painful as it is, there is comfort in knowing that his suffering has come to an end. It's been some time since he has known who I am, and that has been very, really, really difficult thing for me to deal with. But as my mom said, he is whole again. And in that heavenly home, I am so grateful for all of the incredible memories that I have with him. Some of my favorites are perhaps the time we shared in the wood shop in the basement. He taught me the basics of woodworking at a young age a hobby I still, very, still enjoy very much today in, doing, in my own wood shop. The first thing he would do when he went in that wood shop was turn on that old AM FM radio and play that old time country music which he loved. I too often listen to the same music, music while working in my shop as it reminds me of him. I miss his stories, his jokes, and his laughs. It was always fun to watch him and cousin Earl Thunberg together. Their laughs were contagious, and you knew it was good when they would suddenly start speaking and finish and laughing harder. <laughs> On Thursday, I went to visit my dad after work, and as I was walking to his room, I was practicing saying, I love you, dad, and finish. And I was hoping that he would be awake for me to, or to hear me, 
He slept calmly while, calmly while I was there and said it, and I said it anyway. Yet I believe he heard me. He was an amazing father and a wonderful husband to my mom, Julie Turnburn. I continue to remind myself he's in a better place until we meet again, Dad. I love you and miss you deeply. And I think we all will. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm going to just start out just a little bit personal. 
I got to know Tommy in the last four, five years, six years, first of all here at church, and then when he went to Perm Living, because of my occupation, I was there quite often, and I visited him. And at times, he was able to talk to me, and at times, he was not. But the one thing that he did always do, and it said it in his, his obit, is he always understood the grace of God. And many times, when I would pray the Lord's Prayer with him, he would try to step in, even at times when he wasn't able to say the whole thing. And so he knew the basics of faith and of what God had done for him till the end. And do I think, Ricky, that he heard you? I know he heard you. There's no doubt in my mind. And so the text that I picked is a text that I use with every one of my clients the first time that I meet them. And I used it, I used it with Tommy. And it comes from Romans chapter 8. We'll begin with verse 31, reading in Jesus' name. What shall we say then to these things, if God be against us? He who, that, who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, and who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, or any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I learned more about Tommy this week than I had in a long time. I got to sit with you guys and talk to him. My wife told me stories about going there and, and doing hang with her sisters at the farm. And everything that I learned told me how much of a nice guy he was and that people loved him. And that's why there's so many people sitting in this church even today. I, get, I, I admit sometimes I get teary-eyed. But the one thing that I think he would want us all to know is what this text says to us. Because it tells us about how we are not going to have to worry in the end. Today, as we sit here, yeah, we have tears and we cry that we got a much better place promised for us. Because death, I'm sorry, it's horrible. And I've said this before, and I think I've said it from this pulpit. We were not born to die. We were born for life. 
And because of the coming of Jesus Christ, we're going to have life even after our death. But because of sin, we all face those things. And so Paul starts this text out. He says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If the creator of all this creation is for you and I, is there anything that can stand against us? That's the great promise we have in Jesus Christ. Because God is for you. He's not against you. He's not looking to punish you. He's for you. And when he took Tommy home to his rest, it was a blessing. And I know it doesn't feel like that for Julie and Ricky and all your children. Because it doesn't. Because now we live without that. But it is a blessing. Because he's no longer in pain. He now can talk. He was in rough shape. I saw him bi-weekly anyway. And it was hard for such a wonderful man to not be able to communicate. And God sometimes takes us away from those things as a blessing. Because he's for you. He who did not spare his own son but delivered us up for us all, how shall he not with him also give it, freely give us all things. And Paul wants us to know that God himself gave his son as a sacrifice for you and I. That we would have eternal life. And then he says this, he says, who shall lay charge, and I read this from two different versions because of my job, but he says, who shall lay charge to God's elect from another version? It is God that justifies. Now justify is one of those words that we kind of throw around in Christianity and don't often, often explain. And I've explained it here, but for those who haven't heard it, justified, one of the best ways I've ever heard to explain it, it's just as if I had never sinned. Because that's the way God looks at you because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that's how he looked at Tommy. And he took him home. And these are the things that we need to remember when all these things happen. And then he says, who shall, who shall, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died Rather, yea, that is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for, for us. And so he's telling us that G this one person, Jesus Christ, not only died and was a sacrifice for our sins, but three days later, he rose from the dead. And that we have a promise of new life in him. And right now, he sits at God's right hand, Interceding for you and I. No, that's mine. He's mine. She's mine. I'm not worried about the sin. I took care of that. It was all upon the cross. 
and it was left there. And then he goes on to explain all these things that I think it's just very interesting to me how he lists them out. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or, or apparel or sword? We get all worried about the world and the stuff that we face. We think that somehow we're persecuted when people don't like us. When we look at the news media or the government or many of those other things, we think that somehow this persecution is going to separate us. It's never going to separate us from the love of God. That is so sure. And are we going to suffer? Yeah. Ask anyone that's getting older. We end up hurting. We end up having different maladies within our flesh. But that still doesn't separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He still loves us and is for us. As it is written, for thy sake we are being killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Now when this letter was written by Paul, it was written when he was in, or written to the Romans. And he was more likely facing persecution, of real persecution. Being in jailed by the leaders of the church, especially the, the Jews, and also by the Romans. And he knew that he was going to face death. And he did. He was persecuted to the point of death and martyrdom. But what does he say after that? And see, this is the thing that I want you all to remember in the end of this. Because this is the most important part. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Think about that. We are more than conquerors. We're not just winners. We're conquerors. We're on top of the world. Because we're in the best place we can be. And that's where Tommy was. He was a conqueror. Because Paul comes down and then lays it out at the end. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, not angels, nor principalities or powers or things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's where he stood. And that's what it said in his obituary. That's the man you knew you loved. But that's what he'd want us to know. We are more than conquerors, folks. And there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, not even our sin. 
Because Jesus Christ paid the price for that. And if you want to know what Tommy learned, that's what he learned from the pastors that preached at this church all his life. He was a conqueror through Jesus Christ, his dear Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you and we again ask that you would be with all those who are mourning. That you would continue to bless them and be with them. That, Father, you would help us to remember this message that Tommy knew, that we indeed are more than conquerors, and that we, Father, have no need to fear that you will leave us or forsake us, but rather, Father, that you will be with us forever. Father, we thank you for the promise that we have in your Son, Jesus Christ, and ask that you would continue to be with us today as we celebrate Tommy's life and what he has done. And, Father... We can remember the great things that he taught each and every one of us. And that, Father, we would know that he is a conqueror and a victor at rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We will conclude with singing number 302, The Love of God. Please stand. What? Oh, announcements? Oh. Family asks you to join us for a meal following the burial here at the church. Thank you for all coming.